Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we crack open a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this week we are talking how to take the shame and guilt out of debt. And we have an amazing guest on this week, Allison Baggerly. She's a women's debt coach and budgeting expert, which mm. I'm just so excited to talk to her. I know. What a what a title. Yes. And we're going to be talking to her about why women feel shame about having debt and how we can shift our mindsets to positively think about our debt and lead us to a debt-free life. Yes. I think that there's a lot, not just women, a lot of people are in debt, but I think that women can like internalize things mm-hmm. and maybe feel even more shame or feel like, you know, I'm not a great mother. It can hold you or, back from paying it off, right? Yes. Just because you feel so ashamed of it. And also we're never educated in this stuff. No. no a lot I'm, of dudes I know, they are educated by somebody. I don't, who is teach who is teaching men about finances all the time? I guess like their friends or something. I don't even know. I think it's, yeah, the Patreon. And like their dads. Yeah. Fast down. Well, we're breaking the cycle yes, right we are. here. Oh, am I doing this right? Yes, yes we, we are. are. And first we're going to be drinking a glass of wine. Now, what are we drinking today? We we are drinking the Las Hormigas. Oh my gosh, I love when you say the titles. <laughs> You're so good you. at it. It's a Malbec Clásico 2018 from Argentina. As we know, Malbecs can come from Argentina. Yes. So we had a Malbec that we really hated. We hated. Uh, I don't know. It was a while ago. And my dad was like, my dad loves a Malbec. My mm-hmm. dad also would die for Argentina. He's obsessed <laughs> with Argentina. What a specific country to be. I know. He loves it there. And so he was like, I'm sending you this bottle. You've got to try it. Wow. So this is this is his number one guy well, here. Thank you, Rob. Malbec. Yes. Thank you, Rob. And I hope we like it. Okay. Taking the first sip. I don't know. Okay. 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 We'll rate it at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. This is also a $7 glass of, uh, bottle of wine, right? A perfect for a budgeting episode. Yeah. Yes. It's like seven bucks. <laughs> so, hey. It's Allison approved. It's Allison approved. <laughs> you can fit that into any budget. You can fit that into any budget. Um, I also would just like to point out because I know you guys can never see us, but. I tend to have press on nails. Like I'm a very big nail person. Yeah. And always have been. But recently the the panini has added to your... Yes. The panini because, you know, we couldn't get our nails done. So I was like, I've got to figure out what to do here. So I've really ventured into the Etsy press on nail situation <laughs> and I've really been loving it. Yours yours today look incredible. Thank I you love so them. much. I would get those. Apparently when I was like three years old, I asked the lady at the checkout counter at the store if she was wearing Lee press on nails. <laughs> so I think in a past life, I had a thing about nails. Maybe I've always, you were a nail technician in the past life. I might have been. I've always... And you know my number one used emoji. Is the little hand flick down. Yes, because I'm it's sassy. You can't see it, but she's throwing her nails. <laughs> I'm doing sass, the emoji. Sass. But Corinne has now ventured into... <sighs> not press but very fun nails. I've always been a classic she's nail always gal. a classic. I just get a, like a... What's what's the normal one? Um, you either do a nude or a red. Yes, yeah, so I do a, a nude or a red, especially the... What's it called? Not Etsy. It's the... Um, OPI? No, no, the little Essie. Essie. Yes. The Essie Fiji. Oh, yeah. Th- Every that's like a 
pale pink. Yes, yes. I used to do that. But today or yesterday, I got my nails done. I did a fun, probably inspired by you, but I have rainbow French tip nails. Yes, they look amazing. I know. They're really fun. And you just have more fun, especially like when you're driving and you're like just looking at your nails. And, and like typing like, on the computer. I like when I'm doing my work, I'm like, wow, fun I, nails. Fun nails make me so happy. I was I was always too scared and I got gel, so I committed to this. Yes, you uh, did. Style. I was like, maybe it won't go with my outfits or like but it's fun. It's so much I also, fun. my roommate, my old roommate, Jesse, queen oh. of the fun nail. This woman would glue chains, chains. Piercings. I mean, yeah, there were big piercings on yeah. her nails. Like, And she, when I tell you this woman, you can dress however you want. She is a badass. She is so successful. Oh and she's so true to her style. Yes. She, she does not compromise her style I for her job. love her. No, she does. And she is like the most professional. Like, And she's out here with these absolutely <laughs> like artwork nails she got like money signs put on them they're They're long hours they take her hours yeah yeah so anyways if you were considering maybe breaking outside of your normal nail routine highly wreck fun nails do a fun nail we are so this is like such a female centric episode already I know. like and get your nails done. get your nails done. no but we have we have an amazing woman coming on so let's introduce allison yeah so allison is a blogger influencer and founder of inspired budget as a teacher and small business owner allison combined her passion for teaching and finances to help others learn how to start budgeting which is honestly not that easy no budgeting's harder than it seems she and her husband paid off over a hundred and eleven thousand dollars of debt on two teacher salaries while growing their family along the way. That is impressive. Wow, yes. And since starting Inspired Budget in 2017, Allison has been able to retire as a teacher and take her desire to help others full-time. Now she is helping women all over the world get started with budgeting when they feel lost and overwhelmed. Hello, that's me. Hello. She has built a community of over 118,000 Instagram followers that turn to her for budgeting advice and inspiration to save more than than they could have ever imagined. I think we need Allison. We need Allison. So let's bring her on. Hello, Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Corinne. Hi, Natalie. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have so you. And we happy. were when we were introing you and just reading your intro, we were like, okay, we need to talk to this yes. woman. <laughs> we need you. I just have to say now, I am t- terrible at budgeting. This episode isn't about budgeting, but we will have you back on because it's rough out here for me. (laughs) Yes. It's so much harder than it seems. You know, you think, Oh, I just do a budget. It's not that easy. It's not, it's it's not intimidating because it's well, and it's like a a living, breathing document. So things change. And then when it changes, you're thinking, am I doing this wrong? And it's not that you're doing it wrong at all. It's not that you're bad at it. It's just that that's the way it it's meant to be sometimes. Yes. It just changes. And, and you know, we ask ourselves, am I doing, doing this, this right? right? <laughs> Hence the name of our, our podcast. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you are actually a budget expert who talks about debt and coaches women on how to live a debt-free life. But this is a personal topic for you, right? Mm-hmm. So can you explain your journey with debt and kind of how you got to where you are now? Of course. So my husband and I got got married. I was 24 years old and we accidentally got pregnant on our honeymoon. And when we realized we were pregnant and it was a lot sooner than I had anticipated having children years before I was like, it was even on my radar. We realized that we could not afford daycare payments. 
So mm. I'm a teacher, he's a teacher. And once we found out we, you know, were pregnant, I was like, okay, well, how much does daycare cost? It was $800 and there was no room. There was no room in our spending for $800. So we sat down and we were like, what do we need to change? What do we need to do? And we totaled up our debt. It was our first time ever totaling up our debt. And we had over $111,000 worth of student loans and car loans that did not even include our mortgage. And our minimum payments were over $1,400 a month. And I was like, we could send one and a half kids to daycare for our minimum like debt payment. And so that's when we decided to really kind of take back control, spend less, pay off debt. So that way, you know, we had this basically this countdown for us. We had nine months to free up this cash flow. And so that's exactly what we did. And then we kept going. We grew our family, had another kid, and we paid it all off on two teacher salaries in four and a half years. <gasps> wow. That is in that is in incredible. And it just made me curious when you're talking about this, like how many people don't I mean, you were married before you guys really sat down and were like, okay, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah. how much do we have together? And we we spoke to another um, expert before about like sitting down before you get married to be like, okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to This is the financial Not that it would picture. determine anything, yeah. but right. still just like having that conversation because I feel like so many people never sit down to actually calculate like how much are we even paying every yeah. month? And like that is $1,400. It's so much money. Mm-hmm. I know. It was more than our mortgage at the time. And we never had the conversation conversation ever, never once in our dating life and our, you know, engagement, did I think to say like, okay, how, how do we make this money thing work? Because it was not a concern on for me and it wasn't a concern for him. So we were just kind of living, you know, in abundance in, in many ways, just overspending. We were overspending. We were racking up debt. Didn't, wasn't even aware until you take both of those debts and you put them together and you realize it's over a hundred thousand dollars and you're sitting there thinking, I'm just an elementary school teacher. How do they expect me to pay this back? Right. It was a process. It was difficult. I say four and a half years and now it feels like it was, and it is a short time in the span of an entire life, but when when you're in it, when you're doing it, when you're paying off the debt, it's lengthy. And there were many times we wanted to give up, but you know, we, we didn't, we saw this light at the far, far, far end of the tunnel, (laughs) very far away. And we just kept going in that direction. Yeah. I mean, you seem so like, like you had this challenge and you were so aware of like, okay, let's overcome it. And budgeting was your way of doing that. I mean, were you always financially literate or like, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, girlfriend. No, no. Okay, so I remember hating math. I thought like, okay, well, money is math. I don't like math. Therefore, I must be bad at money. Mm -hmm. I had to go to tutoring in math. And I, you know, (laughs) know, so therefore, I'm not going to be good with money and handling my finances. So I just pretty much scraped by. I didn't, I was just made sure I had just enough to not go negative. That was my goal. Don't go negative. You don't go negative, then you're doing well. And that was my entire philosophy. And when we started this journey and I realized, okay, we laid it all out. We laid out all of our expenses. And I saw that our student loans and car loans were taking up that huge chunk of money every month, which was half of my paycheck as a teacher. Mm. I was like, something has to change. We're going to budget and we're going to budget, but we're only going to do it until we become debt free because I don't like to budget. And what's crazy is that, you know what they say is like 21 days to build a habit. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Once you I did it, you were hooked. <laughs> well, and I don't even think it's 21 days. Like I think 
think that doing it and managing my money better and taking back that control became part of my identity. Mm -hmm. And so by the time, you know, for four and a half years, when it becomes part of who you are and part of your identity, and you see the, you know, you see the positives that it brings you, then I couldn't not budget afterwards. I couldn't not, I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop. And so then I realized that I had this skill set of teaching, very talented teacher, and I had this passion for personal finances, and I needed to combine them. Was there any like resources you leaned on when you were first starting to budget? Like, how did you even learn how yeah, to do how that? Did you start. You know, I I think back, there was not a lot. There was Dave Ramsey, and I was like, he's so old, and <laughs> you know, like, and and I feel like he uses a lot of shame and guilt to, to teach and to motivate people. And so there was him and then like Susie Orman. However, whenever we were in our journey, in the middle of our journey, I would listen to Farnoosh Tarabi's podcast called So Money Mm. as like my motivation. And that was something that kept me going whenever I was like, this is, I'm done. I'm done sending, (laughs) you know, we were sending a majority of my paycheck to debt every month. So we were living off of not a lot, but I would say just reading, reading Dave Ramsey's book, but it's not what I would recommend now. Right. right. But you have um, your own, you have your own website now. Right? So yeah, right. I have my own website, but budget. yes, but it just took a lot of practice. It took a lot of implementation. Our first budget was trash. It was, mm-hmm. you know, we blew our first budget within the first week. It took a, you know, solid three months for us to really figure out what we were doing and figure out what was going to work for us. And what works for us wasn't what other people were necessarily necessarily saying to do. Mm-hmm. We just had to figure out our own unique situation and how to make it work. And so that's you took that knowledge and then you started Inspired Budget, right? Yes. So instead of just saying like, okay, this is what your budget's going to look like. Instead, what I do as a former teacher is I teach specifically women how to actually create a budget that works for them, that is unique to them, that they can stick to or modify when things go wrong so that they can pay off debt, save money, have a safety net and build wealth. Oh, we love it. We love all of that. And I mean, you said that you work with women and I feel like women, one, we struggle even talking about money or finances. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, there's a, a, we go down a different route with that as to why maybe women don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. But why do you think it is important for women to speak up about the debt that they have or to acknowledge it or to confide in others, you know, their girlfriends, whoever, um, Mm -hmm. about their debt? So I realized this recently, but what I realized is I was living this years ago. Years ago when we totaled up our debt, I remember feeling so ashamed. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling like I was, it felt paralyzing. I felt like I was standing at the bottom of this mountain. I was looking up and I was like, I don't even know how to get to the top. I don't know what tools to do. And, and God forbid I tell someone because then they'll think I'm irresponsible. They'll think I'm dumb. They'll right. think that I, you know, that I'm a failure. Like, how am I a failure? And I'm only 24. How has this happened? And I remember feeling all of those things and being too scared to talk about it. And now I have women coming to me telling me, I feel like having all this debt or having debt or taking out student loans means that I'm a failure as a wife. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure as a mom. I'm a failure as a woman, as a daughter. They tell me that they think they're single women who say, who will ever want to love me and be in a committed relationship with me if I'm bringing in like a burden. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
I think that with men and women are different. And I feel like women attach debt to their identity Mm, so much. And and then what I did was I attached getting out of debt. You know, I attached taking ownership over my money as part of our identity, but just in the reverse, we can attach that negative to our identity and automatically assume that we are not worthy. Right. So like you you were saying that, you know, women and men think differently about Mm -hmm. debt. How do you think men see debt in relation to themselves? (laughs) I think they compartmentalize it and they just say, this does not mean anything about me. Mm, it's something de- it's something it's, separate, it, right? It's just a thing. It's just money. It's just a thing, right? Like my husband and this entire process, he was never emotional about the process. I was because mm. the process m- to me made it feel like it was something that meant something about me. Right. And, mm. and it's so vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. Yes. And you know, you know, there's so many people that are scared to open up about it because then w- what does that mean about them? And will they be judged? And so I'm kind of like this safe place where you can come to me and I won't judge you and I won't shame you and say, why did you do that? Right. I, I tell women that we all have past money choices. They're not necessarily, we're not even gonna call them mistakes because when we call them mistakes, you're already like that shame and that guilt starts setting in Mm -hmm. your past money choices may not be serving you now, but that doesn't mean we can't make choices now to serve us and help us in the future. Yeah. Mm, 100%. And and how do you think women can, can can combat that overwhelming feeling of having debt? Like, are there some, beyond what you just said, like mindset mm-hmm. changes or even just actual, you know, strategies that they mm-hmm. could do to, to combat that like overwhelming the feeling overwhelming. of like, where do I, like you were saying, you were at the bottom, like looking yes. up, like, how am I going to get out mm-hmm. of this? I think that knowledge is power. Yeah, we knowledge agree. Knowledge is say it all power. the time. Yes. Knowledge is power. So there's two things. Number one, you need to know your money and your money habits, your money, like whether we like it or not, we are going to be dealing with money for the rest of our lives. So if we don't, (laughs) I mean, right. And, and yet, and yet so many people don't make it a priority in their lives because it's scary because it's overwhelming because it's stressful because there's all these other things we need to deal with in life that sometimes the things that impact us the most fall on the back burner. So we have to, there's knowledge in knowing your numbers, knowing your spending habits, knowing your spending triggers, knowing how much debt you have, knowing the goals, knowing how much you want to save for retirement. There Mm -hmm. is power in that. So first know your own finances. And then I would say, be open to learning. Mm, reading articles, spending time listening to podcasts to help you no longer feel like this is a foreign language, which, right? Like there's no, we we can take classes. Did you have classes about this? No, No, we're both creative people. And so like my last math class was my- I was a freshman in college. Yeah. I didn't even take it in college. I took it in high school. And so like, I know nothing. I- I graduated college not knowing anything about money at okay. all. Zero. Well, I was a graduate with a teaching degree and still knew nothing about money. Like I'm <laughs> right there with you. Like yeah. my last math college, my my last math class in college was a class about how to teach math to little children. Right. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> you. But you know, it's just it, it and in high school, I know they have like business and economics, but I think that back when I took high school, it was not relatable to me. Mm-hmm. So these things aren't taught. So when we go into this world and all of these phrases are swirling around and we're sitting here thinking, I don't know what it is, people shut down. 
And so when you're open to learning, even whenever it seems like a foreign concept or a foreign topic, when you're open to learning, then that's investing back in yourself. So I would say, I would say, do those two things, know your numbers, knowledge is power, know your numbers, and then start learning more about personal finances. And I'm not saying like, you need to learn everything, start exactly where you are. Yeah. Well, you know how you were saying that we're not taught anything, right? And I think that part of the stigma with women in debt is this feeling of like, oh, I'm dumb. I'm not intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like other people know this, but I don't like, I must be stupid. Right. Which is obviously not true. So how, how would you go about like, what would be the first step to removing debt from your identity, removing, you know, making them separate? So first off, I think that it depends on how long you've had it attached to your identity, right? Mm -hmm. Like how long has it truly been attached and you've been having these underlying feelings and thoughts? Because we have to give ourselves permission to take time to remove that from us Mm -hmm. Um, because it takes time to build it on. I was very lucky in the sense that I started young. I realized at 24 and I didn't let myself sit with those feelings for 10 more years. And I think that would have been a lot harder. I was just like, what happened? I don't, I don't, I don't even know how I got here. I better, I better, you know, remove myself from this situation. And I think that giving yourself grace and knowing it's going to take time, knowing it's going to take time. And then really questioning the thoughts that enter your mind, because you said it best when you said women think I'm like, I must be dumb. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've learned from years of therapy is that our <laughs> love therapy. On yes. Show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our thoughts lie to us. Yeah. You can't believe just, everything you think. No. And, and just because your thought might be about money, doesn't make it true. Right. I think we're good about calling out some of those thoughts with other things, but why not with our finances? So yeah. I would say calling out those thoughts as lies, learning, um, and then taking steps forward to write a budget, to pay off debt, to see progress, to celebrate the wins along the way so that you stay motivated. Yeah. Wow. Celebrating the wins is a big that's one. A, that's a big I've one. I've had to recently, like, if I feel stuck or something or just like, oh, mm-hmm. why? I always have to step back and be like, okay, let me write down like 10 yes. things that have actually been wins. And that really does help mm-hmm. reframe yes. the mindset. And, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, women have been hurt so much Mm. financially, especially um, women of color and millennial women. They are the hardest hit when it Mm. comes to, yes, it was studies. I mean, there's all these studies out there. You have millennial women who usually are like moms have to stay home because childcare closes. You know, women of color have been one of the hardest hit people. And we're sitting around thinking, you might have gone into debt during this pandemic, right? Mm. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of women Mm -hmm. who have gone into debt in the past year. And when they start paying that debt off, it's very easy to say, gosh, if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have gone into this debt. And instead of looking at it like that, being able to say, wow, I was able to pay off my credit card. I was able to pay off my thousand dollar credit card bill. Let me move on to the next one. Like this was awesome of me. Look at what I just did. So it's reframing that and giving yourself permission to accept what happened, but still celebrate the act of moving forward. Just because the act of moving forward means that you're getting rid of something you didn't want 
doesn't mean that it's not worth celebrating. Yeah. And I think also you look so like if in your position, right, you had $111,000. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at that number and you're like, you know, even and, if you pay off 10000 you're like, oh, well, I still have, yeah. right. You know, like you have to, to, to so look at how big, far right. you've come then like looking at the future, like, oh, wow, I have so much further mm-hmm. to go because you, you can lose that motivation. So you're right. Like taking it in little steps at a time and celebrating those little steps and not like, okay, I still have a huge mountain to climb. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's just like for life too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's can be applicable to really anything. Mm-hmm. And I recommend having someone you can turn to maybe an accountability partner. It doesn't even have to be someone who's on the same journey, but someone who you can turn to and say, I did this thing. And not everyone else in my life and everyone else in the world is going to understand the gravity of this thing, but you do and have that person (laughs) celebrate with you. Like there is just so much power in that. And it's what's so incredible with social media is women are finding each other over social media, never having met in person and able to celebrate. Like I have women who I work with who have teamed up to be accountability people and they message each other on Facebook, never having met each other and they are each other's person. And so it's, oh, it's just so, cool. so incredible. Yeah. It's so funny. Literally right before, <laughs> before we had this conversation with you, I was uh-huh. telling Natalie, like you are my person who like celebrates me and I'm so Aww. thankful for you. Cause I just bought a house and, and she's just like has went above and beyond and just like making it a big deal for me. And I was like, thank you so much. And like, not that it's a, an accountability thing, but just having someone to like cheer you on, like yeah. for the big moments is so important. And the small And we all need a Natalie. We all need <laughs> a Natalie. <laughs> we do all need a Natalie. A hundred percent. But you just mentioned your clients and I'm curious, like with the the women that you work with, how have you seen their relationship to their debt change? Like, is there any like story that you have or or a client that like really, you know, inspired you? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I mean, two come to mind. One is a single mom who was in debt and she actually through going through the system that I've created this like step-by-step system, which eliminates you having to worry about all these other things. She was able to pay off debt and she has over $15,000 saved in emergency fund as hey, a single mom for her love an emergency like, fund. I know like <laughs> I'm, it is just so incredible. And her people are the people inside of our membership. So her accountability system is there as a single mom. She, she needed that. Um, and then another one, Ashley, she said that she started 2020, right? Like a rough year, 2020, Mm -hmm. she started it and she raised her credit score in that first year by over a hundred (gasps) points. She paid off $15,000 worth of debt. And she said, there's, she said, there's no way I would have been able to continue on because I would have lost track along the way. Right. It's, When it's a journey, when it is hard, it is, it's normal to lose your footing. It's normal to lose steam. And and when that happens, that's when you need someone else kind of like reminding you, Hey, get up, let's go. You know, you can do this. Let's go. And that's the difference. I think that having an accountability person or having a step-by-step system helps with. Yeah. And even as you were saying that, just especially because everything's digital, like we don't mm-hmm. use cash very much. It's so it yeah. is so easy to lose track of mm-hmm. everything. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it it really is. But just overall, I think seeing women when they have these unexpected expenses come up, realizing they don't have to go into debt for them. They because because they've 
set up emergency funds. You know, women realizing that they are worth celebrating even though they have debt. It's just been an incredible thing to witness. Yeah. I love how you turned this, this, struggle in your life, right? This huge mm-hmm. hurdle that you overcame and, and, and are now empowering people, like just way to turn yeah. something negative into a positive, like good mm-hmm. for you. You are so inspiring and like doing such great work and oh, it's you. amazing. Yeah, we love- <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you I- know, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Natalie. Oh, I was going to say we have one final question for you. Oh, yeah, what is it? Which is what, let's say one of our listeners is in debt and they're like, okay, I need an actionable step. Mm -hmm. What would be the first actionable step that you would tell them to to take towards paying off their debt? So I would say total it up. You need to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. So know exactly, you know, how many debts you have because so often – we almost just like shove it in this closet, close the door, and we're not even aware. Mm-hmm. Pull it out. Figure out exactly how much you have, how much are the interest rates, how much are the minimum payments. And then from there, you can develop a plan. You can decide how you want to pay off that debt in which order. So now it's not just this thing sitting there. You don't know what to do next, but you've laid it all out on the table. You know exactly what each debt is costing you essentially, and you know which one you want to tackle next. Yeah, that, breaking it down makes it so mm-hmm. much easier. Yeah, oh, yeah. it can become this big thing in your head. Allison, I think you are so amazing. And like I said earlier, like what you're doing is really changing people's lives. I think when you empower people with knowledge and especially in your finances, like I've said this before, even with our podcast, like we want to bring this to so many more women because when you start building credit, when you start having an emergency fund, all this stuff, like it really changes your life, like in your quality of life. And now you can buy a home and now you can achieve all of these things. And so what you're doing is really, really special work and you have such great energy and I'm so glad you're on the podcast. Yes, yes. And I think a huge thing that you do, Allison, something that we really try to like drive home is that it doesn't have to be intimidating. Like it, like, yes, all the jargon, all the numbers, like it's, it Mm -hmm. looks like, oh, how am I ever going to know this? But once you really break it down, knowledge Mm -hmm. is power and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be so scary. Like looking at your yeah. bank account, looking your debt in the face, it actually doesn't have to be this monster that it's it feels yes. like it is, you know? And on that note, it, you don't have to be perfect with it. Yeah, you know, I right. feel like there's that, it doesn't have to be perfect. You're human. You're going to mess up. You're going to overspend in areas. Just because you overspend once in a month or whatever doesn't, does it take back all the progress you've made? Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great, a great point. Great way to end it. Yeah. yeah. And we want to have you back on to talk about budgeting. budgeting. That's yes. the next oh, one. I love and, talking about budgeting. <laughs> and uh, just, just know that I am so, I need that We episode. were on your website the other night and she was like, I got to print off these. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you have all this stuff. We're going to link yes. all, yeah. to all of the things that you're doing in our show notes that our listeners can connect with you and, mm-hmm. and, maybe even get coached by you. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night, evening, day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Wow. Oh my God, Nat, I love her so much. No, She's also like, you guys couldn't see her, but we will post our clip on our Instagram, 
but she's just such like a bright, happy yes. spirit. <laughs> We're like in my spare bedroom that I have now, and it's like dark and like dingy. <laughs> and she's like in this bright. She's all she's like, like very light. Yeah. And we're like, hey, from the dungeon. It was, <laughs> I know. But I just feel like she really like reframed the mindset mm-hmm. so beautifully. And I think that's going to help so many people. I mean, even me, I'm like, yeah. There are so many things where I think, I was just telling Corinne, like I want to bump up my savings. savings. Like mm-hmm. I want to pad my savings up. And like my goal seems really far away. But you know, if you take it in little chunks yeah. and celebrate along the way. You can do anything. You can do anything. <laughs> look at, look what she did and look what some of her clients did. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so we, we hope you feel relieved to shed any shame or guilt surrounding your debt and have learned some helpful tools to overcome debt and just feel empowered to take control of your finances. Mm -hmm. And remember that knowledge is power. If you want to learn more about Allison, she has free trainings on her website, Inspired Budget. You can follow her on Instagram at Inspired Budget. And she's given us a link to one of those free trainings. Mm -hmm. And if you swipe up in those show notes, you can Corinne's have show to it. notes. Mine, her show beloved notes. show notes. <laughs> okay, Natalie, should, should we get into the wine that we've been drinking? Yes. Your dad's favorite. My dad's favorite Malbec. It is. We moved the bottle, so now I'm trying to find it. It is the 2018 Alto Altos Las Hormigas Malbec. I Classico. love when you do that. Hormigas. Hormigas. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's give it a little tasty taste. Would you like to introduce our hottie? Yes, our hottie of the week is, I mean, I, it's weird that we haven't had her already. I mean, she is like literally mega one of the, hottie. Mega hottie, one of the most beautiful people alive. Yes. One of them. Um, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. She's great. She's awesome. She has her own production company. Unproblematic. She's unproblematic. She drives an electric car. Ooh, we love that for her. Yeah. So a little, I think a little golf, you know, those little... A little VW Golf? Or no, a uh, Volt. Oh, a Volt. A Volt. A Chevy Volt? I think so, yeah. That's the car that Bernie Sanders drives. Yeah, I think she drives that too. Wow, we stan. <laughs> we stan Margot Robbie. So we're going to rate this wine one, two, Margot Margo Robbie. Don't you think it's interesting that some people go by Margot and some people go by Margot? What? That's the same thing. No, some people go by Margot and some people are Margot. Um... <laughs> Okay. Is that this is like a Megan Megan thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Some people are Megan. Some people are Megan. So you were saying Margot or Margot? Margo. I think I think it's the same word. Like Megan and Megan are different, but like you're not. None of the vowels have changed sounds. You're just stopping at a different point. I know, but some people say it differently. Margot or Margot? Margot. <laughs> oh no. no. Margot or Margot. Stop fucking with me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, but I'm, I am going to take a sip of this and decide. So when we first poured it, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's opened up. I don't hate it. For seven bucks, pretty good. For seven dollars? This is a this is seven amazing. dollar mile back. Yeah. But in terms of what our, we are rating to Margot Robbie, right. which is maybe literal perfection on earth. Uh, six. 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 Yeah. six, six. A little above average, yeah. Especially given the price, but yes, Margot Robbie, it's like yeah, it's you would tough. have to be a it's tough seventeen twenty. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay, well so, six, six for the whatever it is. This <laughs> Malbec, 
Okay, not 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 up to something. (laughs) Not. I just can't see the bottle. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, so this is the time of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and we are doing a new one. We have finally. a new game. Finally, we have a new game. We're doing personality tests on yes. one another. If you recall, um, Corinne <laughs> did like a personality test on me, which was really an intervention where she cornered me and told me I was not a Slytherin. I was a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. And what was amazing is I, I had figured out you were a Ravenclaw. I felt so confident that you would choose that you were a Ravenclaw and you were. Yeah. So I have to live with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, now we're, we're going to do, do mystery personality tests. Yeah. I'm going to give Natalie one. She's going to give me one. I'm not going to know what it is alluding or what it's Four until the right. end. So do you want to right. go first since I tested you last? Okay, we can go first. So okay. these are um, based on what you eat. Oh, I have the same one. Okay, wait. Well, what? what which is? I okay. can't tell you the. Okay, end. well I'll know because I'm looking at mine. Okay, go. Is your first question what's for breakfast on Monday? Oh no. no okay. No, no. Okay. What's for breakfast on Monday, Corinne? Cereal, eggs and toast, assorted fruits, or coffee? Eggs and toast. That's the only thing I eat for breakfast. What's on lunch? What's for lunch on Tuesday? Salad hamburger, mac and cheese, sandwich. Sandwich. God, I'm going to get like the most basic boring person. Snack on a Wednesday. Candy, nuts, chips, or no snack? Oh, chips. I'm a chip gal. What would you drink on a Thursday? Gatorade. Coffee again. Water or soda? Sorry, water. Water? Oh, God, I'm so What's boring. for dinner on Friday? Pizza, spaghetti, seafood, or burger? Pizza. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Dessert on Saturday. Cupcake, cake, milkshake, ice cream. What are the options again? Cupcake, cake, milkshake, ice cream. Milkshake. Milkshake. Milkshake sounds pretty good. If only we had a DQ around here. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. Lastly, what is your midnight snack on a sun? Popcorn, cereal, brownies, or you're already asleep by midnight. It's between brownies and popcorn. Pop, it's popcorn, brownies, or sleep? Popcorn, cereal, brownies, oh, no, no, no. sleep. Popcorn. Realistic. Wow, Corinne. Oh, no. This quiz was we can guess your Hogwarts house with 99.9% accuracy based on what you eat in a week. And I got Hufflepuff. You got Gryffindor. Oh. Maybe you Okay, know. no. Well, Natalie. It says you're very brave and you do what needs to be done based on what you choose. Okay, now. Here's the difference between what I did to you and what you did to me. Mine was, Yours was very in depth. Mine was from Pottermore. It was official. It was. I'm not gonna lie. Corinne is a Hufflepuff through I'm and through. I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm gonna. I'm gonna blame this I'm, one on Buzzfeed. This is not a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. This was a very Huffle. Like as you were going, I was like, "This is so Huffle." Popcorn and a sandwich. That is Hufflepuff written and all a water. Over. And a water. <laughs> this is so Huffle. Like come on, and my little milkshake. Yeah. Just, uh, okay. Your milkshake brings all the huffles to the yard, and this is wrong. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's do yours. This okay. is also food related. Okay. Um, it's uh, either or. You have two choices, and that's it. Okay. Mozzarella sticks or lava cake. Mozzarella sticks. Pasta or an ice cream sundae. Ice cream sundae. Slice of pizza or slice of cake. Pizza. Cheeseburger or an ice cream sandwich? Burger. Cheesy bread or chocolate chip cookies? Cheesy bread. Cheese fries or chocolate churros? Cheese fries. Clearly <laughs> cheese centric over here. Lasagna. A chocolate churro? That's weird. Okay, lasagna or chocolate crepe cake? Oh, hmm. 
I guess a lasagna. Okay. Bagels or bagel, bagels and cream cheese or donuts. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's so hard. That's a tough one. Also, if you saw this picture of the donut, it's like, I love a donut, but I really, my gut says bagel and cream cheese, even though I love a donut. Okay. Quiche or brownies? Brownies. Last one. And finally, grilled cheese or banana and Nutella sandwich? Grilled cheese. And they're literally all cheese. Okay. So it says, <laughs> how mature is your soul is the oh my is God. the quiz. And you got old soul. No matter how old you actually are, you are 100% an old soul. You're wise beyond your years and have a mature palate to match. I think it's because you basically only chose cheese over chocolate. I chose cheese every single time. <laughs> but really, cheese is my number one bitch. And I don't like love chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did say that. I would have known that. Well, the only the only thing you said chocolate for were brownies and the ice cream Sunday. I love an ice cream Sunday, and I also think that that is accurate. I am a very old. You soul. are an old soul, so that is that's the quiz. I don't agree with Natalie's, but I agree with. Um, I don't agree with mine either. I don't agree. I your think, test on me. Yeah, I don't agree with yeah. mine either. Yeah, you are definitely a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes, but you also you are an old soul. Yeah. So once again, my quiz prevails. <laughs> <laughs> once again. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or have any topics that you want us to cover, feel free to DM us at amidoingthisrightpod or email us at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Yes. And don't forget to rate and review, share with a friend, and we love Give you so much. Give us a little love. Yeah. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with another episode. We love you guys. Love you. Bye.